Welcome once again to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Susie Meister here with my co-host, Sarah Rice. Hi, Suze. <laughs> We're here. We've been giggling up a storm. So, so much. You guys actually missed the best part of the show, <laughs> which was the hour we just spent making fun of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. We'll probably do it on here, too. I mean, that is true. Eventually, we end up spilling the beans about everything. Yeah. But my God, do we have stories, people. I, I wish mean, we could just be like, look, here's what If they we weren't such good people, we would. <laughs> but we have souls, so We are we just good enough to not ruin people's lives. Right. Maybe we should just make up code names. That's true. Oh, yeah, like blind items. You yeah. ever read like a blind item where it says like this B-list actress who blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And it'll kind of like. Tell you who it almost is. tell you, but yeah. you're like, hmm, it could be this or this. We should do those. Yeah, we should. <laughs> it's great. It's just, uh, we'll have to plan them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have a great show about real world again. But before we do, I want to encourage you guys to check out our merch. We have some cool stuff online. Sarah's beautiful art. My sister just sent me another picture of more of your art that she just framed. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. It's ridiculous, you two. My biggest fan. Um, and our tote bags and shirts. Check it out. See if you like anything. If you do, we are going to ship it to you via, of course, stamps.com, which if you're like us and don't like leaving your desk, don't like leaving your house, I'm a recluse. That's I'm like right. Howard, what's that guy, Howard Hughes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the post office at your desk with stamps.com. And if you would like to give it a try, which I encourage you to do if you're an eBay or an Etsy or whatevs, or if you just mail a lot of stuff, yeah, go to stamps.com and click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in brain candy. Here's what you get. A four-week trial, postage, and a digital scale, which is a really, really good deal. And plus, it's super convenient and you'll love the service anyway, but why not try it for four weeks you get free postage and a digital scale too. Go to stamps.com and enter Brain Candy uh, once you click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. All right, let's talk real world. But that being said, I think you will enjoy this episode because this is a part two in our series, our series with question mark number of episodes. The real world. This is, is the, the true, true story. story. <laughs> Part two. For a second, I almost forgot what the rest of that was. I was like, what the heck are the words to that again? And I, I was going to say, I'm like, does Real World have a theme song? No. Wait a sec. What they have they a theme have? speech. Ugh. Do you remember having to do that? We didn't have that. You didn't, because you were on Road Rules, <clears throat> right. and I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but Road Rules has a theme speech, too, but just this one is bitch. Road like, Rules. Yeah, what the heck do you say? Uh, okay, so it goes, what the heck is it? It's a similar type the wheels of on the bus go round and round, round and round. <laughs> I feel really bad that I can't remember how it begins, but it's like, you know, you have no money, you have to complete, right, and then you'll I be remember. rewarded handsomely. Yes. Throw out your rules. These are road rules, but they didn't right. have the cast. And do it was it. just like a normal. I hated doing that. Oh yeah, here it goes. Yes. Welcome to the ride of your life. Destination anywhere. <laughs> money gone. <laughs> And then it's like, your mission, survive. And you will be rewarded handsomely. Throw out your roles. Yeah. But what was your, what was the line you said on yours? 
Uh, eight strangers. That's it? I think it probably said something else. This but... is the true story of eight strangers. Yeah. That was your line. That's the worst one. I Yeah, I got a shitty one. I mean, I don't even remember what mine, but you have to say all of them. Right. And then I hated when they were like, oh, it was so dumb. This is why I'm not an actor. It's so fucking stupid. So they'd give you the script, and then I can remember him going, I, he would like read the script, and it'd be like, this is a story of eight strangers. You'd go, how many strangers? I'd go, eight strangers. How many? Who? Eight strangers. Like, oh, now a little bit different. Eight strangers. You're real excited now. Eight strangers. Are like, you shut kidding the fuck me? up. Yeah, it was Jim Johnson, and I hated doing it. I'm already done. It's like, I am not good at that. I'm good at talking like this. Yeah, true story. Eight fucking strangers. You gotta live in a goddamn house. Let's move on. I gotta move your mic because you're screaming so much. That is hilarious. So, wait. When you... This is actually something I have no idea about. Yeah. So... On the day that you record that, is it just on an interview day? Oh. Or is it like, here's the day we're doing this? You know, it was at the very <clears throat> end, I think. I'm shocked. Yeah, it was towards the end. It can't be, because what if no. someone gets kicked out? It was... At the beginning. At the beginning. <laughs> no. Sarah is I'm not to think. a I'm reliable to think. source. No, I'm trying to think. Because we did, we did all these commercial shots and some other stuff. Right before we left. But I think I'll... Yeah, I really do think that we recorded that. We recorded... Like these... um, uh, What do you even call... Like sound bites. We recorded sound bites for... The whole season... That were... Next week on The Real World. Previously on The Real World. Those kind of things. And they we totally did them at the end. I remember because I bought a dress in New York City because it was so freaking hot. And I wasn't prepared for the weather. And Chet called it a muumuu. And I remember wearing this so-called muumuu while I was doing the vo- voice recording. So I knew it must have been after I had already lived there long enough to have bought the dress. Hmm. Okay. So. Well, so maybe it's different for every season. But then, but we did the intro shots at the beginning. Yeah, we did those ones that, you know, maybe we maybe we did it twice. Yeah, maybe. Well, were you in a sound booth though, or were you just in a room? Or the ones that we did, I think we may have been on two separate occasions. I think one time we just did like where we would normally do our interviews. We did like the whole "This is the true story" of blah 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 blah, and then we did the pickup lines again in another studio at the end where we yeah. had to like, go somewhere. That's an interesting thing that happens, um, and it was true for Road Rules as well. After you're done filming your season, you usually have to go back to L.A. or, or wherever. In my case, it was L.A. to uh, like a month later or, or so mm-hmm. to record these things, either like Sarah saying the pickups yeah. or um, if a story happens or if they decide to use a plot that they are unprepared for it, which kind of means it's bullshit. It's like not actually uh-huh. a real story. Then they need you to like pr- do a fake interview. Yep. I think I got brought back one time after a challenge to do interviews again. And this is common practice on reality shows in general. This yeah. isn't just re- real world and road rules. So they'll be like, hey, remember that time when um <laughs> you were in the kitchen and, y- you know, somebody put their finger in the peanut butter and you're like, wait, what? Um... 
I that didn't happen. Like it did, and you were there, and you hated it, and you <laughs> and have to say comment. that, right? Tell us how mad you were, and you're like, I, I'm pretty sure I wasn't there, and they're like, No, 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 we need you. That happened to me several times. Really? Mm-hmm. Where it was just like, that's not how I remember it, and they're like, But that's how it's happened. Yeah, I got to a certain point in my interviews where I, was, I did what you told me to do. Just like, what do you want me to say? Tell mm-hmm. me what, where would you like me to go with this? Yeah, that I'll saves a lot of time. I'll say funny. It <laughs> saves a lot of time. Yeah. Well, on the challenge, it's fine because, you know, it's a different thing. The real world, though, is supposed to be about your life, and so it's a little bit stickier. Yeah. I'm not as willing to oh, that, uh, yeah, you're say right. whatevs. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I don't think people realize. And you can tell sometimes mm. when people's hair looks different or, like, Oh or the studio gosh. looks different, and you'll be like, that doesn't look like it was filmed at the mm-hmm. same time. That's because it freaking wasn't. Yep. Um, but we did the first part of this series last week, begrudgingly. I believe Sarah did it begrudgingly. I, I, I mean, let's just admit, you're not really into it. The real world? <laughs> or the history of? This, like, these episodes. No, I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are far less studies that I get to look up right. for these episodes. We're going on my own personal anecdotal experience. I think that the truth is that I'm a way bigger super fan of the show than you are. Oh, that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I think I relate more to the to the audience on this. Well, one. and you love the human the story. Of, well, so do I. I mean, but I don't know. I did. I like it. I think maybe it just, you had a, a exposure to the real world in an era where it really meant something and where there was some like social movement yeah. happening around it and, and an awareness of its place in, um, culture, culture. Yeah. And I just feel like it's been so watered down, not even watered down, but polluted almost. Like the waters have been kind of polluted since I've uh, come on, you know, the scene and come and gone, I guess you would say. <laughs> and uh, I'm not convinced that I'm done. That's crazy to me. You know why? Because people keep saying that on my Twitter and Instagram and things. People are like, what? When are you going to come back? You should, you need to do another one. And I'm like, yo, peeps. I think you're going it back. It's going to happen. Really? <sighs> no. Why? Just because Lena would give me. I told you the dollar amount I would do it for would be the equivalent of the dollar amount that I should have won had Johnny split the prize with me. (laughs) You give me one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars check. Maybe they will. Yes, I will go do it. I'll do whatever you want. I wouldn't be surprised if they were. They did sometime. And I mean, you know, and then I'm going to be the most boring character ever on the planet. Oh my! They they will live to regret it. That's true because they'll be like, Sarah, we want you to do this, and I'll be like, hmm. Yeah, I don't really want to talk hard about that. Hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> That's my new favorite expression. Hard pass. Well, and it's just so direct yeah. and like... No, hard pass. Kind of condescending. <laughs> yes, anything that sounds real condescending. is our new favorite. Okay, so oh. the reason why after we recorded our last episode mm-hmm. and then we had Judd on, who is great, I listened to that and I thought, that guy is freaking great. Mm-hmm. I thought, I still have a lot to say, man. Yes. And so, oh, and then plus, what was the thing that happened last week? Oh, the, the, yep, yep, yep. The newspaper from Times, the uh, New York Times article that came out that right. talked about how uh, Preston. Preston went from being on the real world to homeless. 
in like two years. Yes. And this was in New York Times. We posted a link on our Twitter and Sarah's, Sarah did as well. And um, I was surprised to see that article because, I mean, it to me it wasn't surprising. This I know a lot to me, of people. it's not the worst story that to come from. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'd be interested to hear how that sort of editorial situation occurred. But it came out and they thought it was important enough to explore. Um, what did you think of the article? Uh, you know, I think it's really... I, I, I think that it's a story that I've heard time and time again. I hear a lot of people who have decided to do challenges... Because they're in a place where they don't have any money or they are in financial trouble or they're, you know, I know I can right now think of three cast members who said, if I don't go on a challenge, I will be homeless. No. Yeah. Oh my. Absolutely. I know other challengers who have used it almost as like a rehab because you, there's no drugs, no nothing there. So it's been like a safe place for them to... Go to and that's the opposite of what it is for me. I mean, there's plenty I, of right, booze. Me too. But yeah, but if that's not you know, if you're doing other things and you need to just okay. So when we posted that, we got some pushback not just from fans but also from um, a production member who um, we're going to have on the show. He agreed to come on the show on another day, um, but he was kind of offended at your statement. What was your thing that he disagreed about? You said... Yeah, I said that... They need to provide aftercare. Yes. And he said that you were misinformed. Yes. etc. And misguided were the exact words. It's almost too much for me to tackle. I'll save it for when he's on, because I have a lot to say about mm-hmm. it. But I think just speaking about the article, did you know Preston, or yes. do you... Okay, so what what is he like? Oh, he's great. He's very charismatic. He's a very sensitive, nurturing, loving person. He's definitely the kind of guy who would put himself out there for somebody else. And he's a good guy. And he's homosexual? Yes. And um, was he in a relationship when you knew him? Or? No. Okay. And then what's the deal with the toothbrush or something? Like he got kicked off his show for like... Pooping on a tooth? I don't know. Well, there I was didn't some know that. sort of weird, like he. Did you know that he was kicked off? No, I mean the one that the show. I I was on the challenge with him. I feel like I'm getting it all wrong, but basically, I'm just pulling it up so I can confirm. He either the episode made him look bad or hmm. whatever, and it involved him doing some sort of inappropriate prank or. Whatever. Mm. And in the article I read, in fact, I think it was that New York Times one, um, it referred to it, you know, that he got less than flattering coverage. And so I can imagine why that would make it hard for you to get a job afterwards. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and that's the part that I think maybe this producer thinks like aftercare, when people hear the word aftercare, they think that, you know, I'm asking to, like, provide these kids with housing and a job and something like that. That's not at all what 
I'm saying what I meant in that text me- or in that tweet and what I always mean when I talk about this subject is when you take somebody who's 18 and you put them in an environment that's very new and very different to what they're used to and then you record them and you do almost like this social experiment on them yeah I don't think that it is ethically responsible for the production companies to then just say all right see you when we call you to do the challenge or whatever. And maybe it was fine in the days of no social media and no, um, you know, no, not this exposure like it is today, but I think it's really difficult for people to be that exposed and that vulnerable and then really have no idea what to do with that afterwards. Like, a lot often, the things that that get showcased on the real world are people's pathologies. They're moments of emotional breaking points. They're, they're moments of, uh, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say personal weaknesses, but uh, you know, they're not people at their strongest or best moments. You know, when you do see somebody who's an alcoholic, like... When Ruthie said, oh, I want, let's go get in the car and drive, things like that. When, when you're, or you showcase, you know, a negative side to someone and that becomes their storyline. I think it's the duty of the production company afterwards to provide some sort of debriefing for the people who have been through this. Somebody who says, you know, because I went and I had to go do a press meeting. I had to meet with MTV. We had, they had all of us there. We met with MTV and they said, this is what you, we expect out of you from the presses. This is what, how you're going to, you know, make sure if you do any interviews, this is how you're going to be and blah, blah, blah. So there were things that were put in place so that we represented MTV in the way that they want us to be represented. But there was nothing that told, that said afterwards, Hey, people may have different opinions about you. Don't let that ruin who you are as a human being. Or maybe if you do something like showcase somebody's, like put on display somebody's like alcoholism or, uh, you know, their anger issues or something like that. It's crazy to think that you won't see them act out in those same ways when they have to watch the show air, when they have to deal with the, you know, uh, responses from social media and stuff. You think the guy, the person who's the alcoholic or the person who's struggling with a, a drug problem is going to handle seeing themselves portrayed in a negative light in a healthy way afterwards? No. Mm-hmm. So let's provide a little bit of a net and say, I'm not asking for a million billion ways to take care of the person afterwards. Just how about you give them, I don't know, three therapy sessions? five therapy sessions so that they know how to like be a regular person again. I mean, I don't think it would be ridiculous to have a therapist on staff. Neither do I. Just for, if someone wanted to reach out and say, you know what? I can't get a job because this episode aired. Apparently he peed on a toothbrush just to clarify of somebody in the house that he didn't like. Uh, you know, and when you did something in your twenties, let's think about all the dumb things you've done. (laughs) And then imagine that everybody saw it and your employer can Google it. It can be, if you're a person, especially 
Preston is a person of color who happens to also be gay. He's already got uh, uh, trouble finding job because of uh, the systemic issues, mm-hmm. and so g- put Google on top of that. And so, the, but our oh, even some of that our, makes me sick. It's so true. Even some of our listeners were like, "Hey," and this is the, the phrase I hear a lot directed at me and and anyone else that does the show. You knew what you were getting into. Well, do you? No. Uh, Absolutely not. Well, I was 18, and I had been on an airplane once, mm-hmm. so um, I knew that it was a TV show. Here's let me, let me show you an example of how I did not know what I was getting into. I believed what I saw on TV. So when I, as you, as I said in the um, when the road rules themes thing comes up, your money's gone. Okay, I didn't bring any money because I knew they took it away. Well. I flew to Hawaii by myself, 18. Some dude that I'd never met before picked me up at the airport, dropped me off at the hotel. I stayed there for four days. They did not tell me I would be there for four days. I thought the show began immediately. I thought I was going to get off the plane. Me too. I remember being held up in a hotel for two weeks. Nobody told me. so. And I couldn't leave the hotel. And I didn't have any money. Oh, my God. And I'm 18, and I'm like, how should I eat? I oh, Zeus, this is a nightmare. Well, so it, this is a small, silly example. I know, but it like... But it's, it's because I believed what I saw the previous season that I interviewed um, Tara for 15 Minutes of Blame on uh, patreon.com slash brain candy. You can listen to that. She was talking about how on theirs, she was at her college and the crew came and were like, you're, you, we picked you, you're coming right now, pack your bags. And that was it. And she went, and that was... So I thought mine was going to be like that. Mm-hmm. I flew there, and I was like, I'm ready. And I'm, I wonder where everybody is. Oh, my God. And I remember going to Denny's. I had, like, 10 bucks. I went to Denny's down the road and was able to get, like, pancakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just one example of, like, that's a small way I didn't know what I was getting into. And then <sighs> to th- to act like you... Sitting there right now, wherever you are, know what it would be like to have your life put on the tube at 18 years old. Give me a break. And then with social, and you never know what's going to happen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I would have never guessed in a million years that my father was going to call me. Somebody who I had been estranged from and not spoken to in years. That brings up an important question I have for you, Sarah. he called, and I was not prepared. And I think it's... it's, The production company should have... I mean, I burst into hysterics after I got that call and I called my mom. They should have said... Can we get you somebody to talk to or, or really force me to talk to somebody? Cause that's not a normal situation. That's not, that's forcing me into a situation that's not normal. And then people can be like, Oh, well you decided to go or why didn't you say something about it before? That's not, I hate when they say that or, Oh, look at all the good that came from it. 
That's like saying to the woman who's getting abused by her husband, yeah, but like he got you those flowers the other week. Mm -hmm. Or like we should forget about all that because he's a real good provider. Yeah, this the reason that I said I wanted to ask you about that though is because how how do you think your dad got the phone number to the real world house? I asked my aunt and she said she did not give it to him. Well, because this is a private thing. Was, yeah. It's not like people just have the house phone I'm, number. I, I really do think they gave it to him. Because I've Who's asked they? Him, production. I've asked, I finally said, okay, I'm going to ask my aunt about this. I asked, She's the only person I would think would give it to him. I asked my brothers. They said no. I asked my aunt. She said no. Those are the only other people who had it. My mom didn't do it. No. No fucking way. Your mom is on literate. This is no joke. Her mom is on a terrorist list because she called this Sarah's is true. dad threatened. I was thinking about that. So my mom wrote a book that's actually real funny and really good about the whole story and everything that happened. It's kind of like, and I was like, could I make that a book club book? Or is it too weird to have my own mother's book be a book well, club Well, it's book? your book club, so you can do whatever you I guess want, so. basically. But you can go check it out. It's called uh, The Quarry on Amazon.com. Yeah. You can get it. I really think that production gave him the number two. I do too. And to me, that's a perfect example of an ethical violation. Yes. Now, they'll never admit that they gave it to him. Mm-hmm. You should ask him. I will. <gasps> should I just ask him right now? Just do it? Why not? Oh, my God. I'm just going to do it. This might be a, like, we're turning into S-Town. We want plot twists. Mm-hmm. Can I ask? Oh, my God. I'm dying. Sarah hasn't, when's the last time you talked to your dad? Ten years. Oh, my God. Now I'm like, I'm just like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. Can I ask you a question? Uh, Remember Oh, my God. I'm actually physically dying. You know how when people say I'm literally Uh dying? I actually am. I I have to do it. If I don't do it now, I'm never, and I have to know. This is the only way I'm going to know. I'm going to pass away. Remember when you called the real world house? Oh my god. House. Where? Oh my god, Sarah. Where did Oh my god. I'm you I can't I'm speechless. This is horrible for a podcast. I don't even speechless. Okay, I sent it. <laughs> I sent it. I just sent my dad a text message. I haven't talked to him in since the real world house. That was the last time I talked to him. I cannot believe you did Take, that. I I can't Sarah? either. My heart's going a million miles a minute. So if I didn't do it now, I was never going to, and I have to know the answer to that, Suze. I've been, I've been. Are wondering, you shaking? I'm freaking out. Oh my god! But actually, I'm kind of okay because you're freaking out for me, so this is real good. <laughs> this is a real switch in in. So I'm actually pretty. Maybe this is how you feel when you're with me. I feel very calm and stable because you're a mess. <laughs> so it's because I feel like that's such a big thing to do, I and have you to. just. I just because what am I gonna do if I hesitate? Then the the part of my brain that says don't do it, don't do it wins. I'm gonna so. just turn this so that okay, and then it'll tell. Oh my god, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well moving we, on. We could have an answer real soon. Well, because what what if he says somebody, your brother or something? Won't you be upset too? I mean, there's no, no good answer here. If he said my brother or something, they were young at the time, and they there were no like malicious intentions with that. I would be upset if he said my aunt because then it means she lied to me because she said she didn't do that. I and I will be like full crazy person 
if it's somebody from production. I want it to be I, a bad answer. I, for real, want Adam to right now add the S-Town music to this <laughs> pod right now. Oh. Uh, the violin. Uh-huh. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Okay. Uh-huh. In the meantime, uh-huh. while we wait for that text to come yep. through, I hope he writes back. Oh, my God. Holy smokes. Okay, what I wanted to talk about is... I don't even know! (laughs) Oh my word. Okay. How many other times, or other times, we don't even know if this is a true time, but how how, do you think that they've meddled like this before? Or in a similar way? I think it's it's a matter of course. Of course. Of course. I believe that this is just what goes on. And it could have been... A matter of course. Like, that is what you do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a matter of course. Just the protocol. Yes. And it could be one person that's like, hey, I I have an idea. I know what would make a great show. And then they Like a rogue thing. Uh It could be. Yeah. Or it could be a real, like, here's what we're going to do, everybody. Mm-hmm. Which would be grosser. Mm-hmm. But I could see there being like somebody who wants to move up the ladder mm-hmm. and they want a really good <sighs> scoop or whatever. And mm-hmm. they like... Because I'll tell you, after he called, it was so traumatic. And every time the doorbell rang afterwards, I was convinced he was going to be at the door. Right. And as you... It's not him, right? No, that's just a... Te- I think... A oh my marketing. God, I'm going to die. <laughs> Holy crow. I'm going to get it. What if it's him? Yeah, answer it. Sure. Hello? Oh, good. It's Telemarketer? <laughs> yeah, thank God. They call about health insurance? They're always calling about health insurance. <laughs> it was insurance a credit card something. Oh, we don't need it. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm off. I'm, like, losing my mind right now. Okay. Wait. Let me focus. Mm-hmm. What were we just saying? Uh, about them meddling in... in people's you know stuff and if they do it often and i'm trying to think because i think it was to me it started looking like a real violation when they came out with all of these new like formulas for the show like um skeletons i just don't think yeah that it's the right thing to do to force I don't know, interaction or communication between people who are estranged. And, well, and why is it MTV's or, or Buda Murray's job to be the people who have no professional experience handling relationships? I mean, they are not... You may film people and film relationships, but that does not make you a, mm. an expert in how to... Well, and... Talk about they didn't know what they were getting into. The people on the first real world that they started, like, surprising them with new people, like, from their past and stuff. You can't... They didn't know that that was going to happen. even... And I'm sure in some crazy byline and some weird hidden in the contract... But that's different. Like, you know, weekend, da-da-da. But it just... We should publish the contract. You guys will... You... Let me just summarize it. Yeah. You're fucked. That's what I should say. (laughs) Dismemberment. Beheading. Dismemberment. It's on there. Like, think verbatim. Is it? Yes. It says decapitation, including decapitation. 
What? That they're not liable for anything, including decapitation. I'll take a picture of that and put it in. Oh, my Why God. Why not? All right. Well, this is going to be a fun newsletter. If you'd like to receive our <laughs> newsletter, you can go to podcast.com and... Gross bodily injury. Uh, stuff sign like up. That. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just... We have this podcast now and we're you know i always think we're moving on you know Mm -hmm. the the reality stuff is part of our history but it's behind us but like it comes up a lot for me all all the time well and then i feel like i can't sit back and just keep my mouth shut when people are responding to that new york times article with things like oh well he chose to do it and he did it and then somebody said to And I was really upset at this comment because I just think it's so ignorant. Somebody was like, well, he's from like Minnesota. He could just move back there. And I said, or they said, oh, why doesn't he just move out of New York? Yeah. And I said, well, because his entire support system is in New York. That's like asking you, why don't you just get up and leave your family? And then the person responded, he's from Minnesota or he's from, you know, wherever he's from. And to me, that's like, obviously there was something that, was not right in wherever he was living before that made him move to New York City. And I guarantee you that that's where he has his friends. That's where he had... So what? You're just supposed to abandon... That's that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy when people say that, when they see like somebody who's homeless in an area that they consider, oh, well, why don't you just move out of California? Okay, why don't you just, you know, rip up the roots out of the tree and just move it somewhere else? Because that's where they're... That doesn't work like that. Yeah, right. And that's not fix. That's not helping the individual. That's well, just taking one, it and hoping one the problem person, doesn't come I with think them. it was Joanna, our listener, was saying maybe it's not like we've got the causation wrong. Maybe it's not that being on the real world makes you any more likely to have trouble f- with homelessness or or other. Uh, life problems. Maybe it's that they tend to cast people that are prone to high risk behavior or mm-hmm. whatever, and no doubt about it. Yeah, there's I no totally doubt about get. it. That's true. Um, but it exacerbates these existing tendencies, and it also levels out your resources. Now, for some people, if they're character on the show is well-behaved, like in in my case. I mean, I don't have anything that went on air that is a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if, you know, you just sort of continue going to school or whatever and and you have a support system existing already, Mm -hmm. then it's just sort of a a little fly. It's Mm -hmm. like a gnat Mm -hmm. that you have to keep swatting at. But for people that don't have those existing resources when they begin then it's not just a fly that they keep swatting away. It becomes engulfing in their whole life. And it really is, you know, a lot of the people, they can, I, I feel like from the people that I've met, there are two types of people who are in the situation where they can say, yes, I'll come on the show. When they either have tons of resources and have the financial support to where somebody's going to pay their rent the whole time they're gone, they've got money saved up, blah, blah, blah. Or... They're in the situation where it's like, uh, I have no other option. I, well, they think it's a ticket out. It's a ticket out of this, uh, out of where I am. I don't want to be in this small town anymore. I don't want to be in, you know, this situation anymore. Maybe this is my opportunity for something, something. So they feel almost like rescued by yes 
And that's how I felt. Yeah, I'm sure. And if that's, you have the expectations of what is going to happen afterwards don't meet reality. It's kind of like, this is a weird example, but like, let's say you're an unattractive person who happens to get famous for some reason. Then all the comments under your, on your Twitter are like, you're ugly, you're whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But let's say you're a person who, like Kylie Jenner, who gets a lot of plastic surgery or, or Kim Kardashian, then it's like, you're plastic, you're fake, you're like, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like that about the real world after your real reality shows when you're done. Mm-hmm. Like I went back to my real life. I was waitress, waitressing at Chili's and I was, went back to school and I was, uh, at that point, probably just about 19 or maybe barely. And someone I was waiting on was like, well, I see you haven't done much with your life uh-huh. after the show. I got that too. I hate And I was it. like, what? I'm 19. I'm paying my way through college but if I had moved out to L.A., mm-hmm. they would have been like, oh, yeah, you were on a reality show and you think you're going to be mm-hmm. Jen Aniston? Like, yeah. you're delusional. It's like you can't do anything right. Yeah. And people, it's, I believe it's projection because they kind of feel weird that they even watch the shows. Mm-hmm. And they, so they don't know whether to like us or think we're trash. Yeah. And so I, I find that to be a weird thing that you can't prepare for. Because it's not like you think everyone's going to like you, but you just can't figure out why are they so invested in what I do now? Right. But they are. And I got, I came back, I really do think social media and all that changes things. Yeah. I came back from a challenge once and somebody had hacked my Instagram account. Yeah. And they had taken photos of me for my wedding, me and my grandma, and drawn, like, you know, just like drawn over it with a yeah. little app or whatever. Yeah. Like a picture of a gun shooting my head and my brains exploding out of the side or like my grandma like dead and things like that. And I thought, and I, it threw me off for a while. Like I, there were like two weeks where I looked at everyone and I was like, is that the person who thinks I should be dead on my Instagram account? Is that the person right. who's saying mean things? And I got one one hundredth of the mean, nasty things that other people get. Yeah. I mean, I'm somebody who has a really good reputation on there. And yeah. I felt horrible. Yeah. I felt Imagine so shitty. Imagine if you shitty. had peed on a toothbrush. It, exactly. And also, I have self-awareness. Yeah. I can recognize when where my feelings stop and another fe- person's feelings begin or where I, I need, like, this is my issue versus this is their issue. But that did not, I did not feel like that when I was 18. Mm-hmm. This is at, at 31 and after 10 years of school and marriage and family therapy. Yeah. You know, it's, I can't imagine how somebody who's in a weaker, a mental, mental or emotional or whatever state would respond to like that. The, mm-hmm. What I kept thinking about was Kayla and how she drank too much and couldn't control her on bladder. On this recent challenge. On this yeah. most recent one. And how then that became a storyline and everybody's making fun of her for that. And then her Twitter's blowing up with that. Like, do you think somebody who was already acting out 
with risky behavior is going to see themselves doing this on television, feel bad, and make smart choices yeah. of how to deal with these feelings? Or do you think she's going to... To me, it seems obvious, mm-hmm. that answer. So I think that there's some responsibility of the production company to give... the uh, Really, the word for it is like a debriefing. Like, say, look, this is... We understand this is your experience. You're not alone in this experience. Things are going to be weird for a while. Don't you know, think that something is going to last forever. That people's This isn't permanent, you know. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I don't know if this is what they were intending, but when Mary Ellis Bunham was still alive after my show and a few of the other shows, they would take us all in a group and um, pay for all of us to be trained as public speakers because they wanted to give us a resource after that. Like, if nothing else, you can market yourself as somebody who can go to schools and university, whatever, and do this thing. And at that time, we weren't talking about like, we were on TV, ask us anything. It was like, you got to pick what you wanted to talk about. It could be drunk driving, diversity, what you're like uh, chomping at the bit over there. I just Do you know, think it's stupid? Well, no, I know what they switched it into is the media meeting that I got. Yeah. That's that's what they did instead. Well, because Mary Ellis Bunham was super into education. She called me after my season and just said, you're a bright girl. You have to go to college. Because she was afraid I was going to quit. Because, you know, I was 18 and like, whatever. She's I'm like, so sad she's not around anymore to be. She sent me a book of Seuss, scholarships awesome. to apply for. She was like, I know you don't have any money. I know your family's poor. Here's a book. You can apply to all of the, you'll get a scholarship. You know, she was like super. That's not happening anymore. No. It's not. Yeah. I can't, th- I mean. That's, that was really, and it, at the time I was sort of like, of course I'm going back to school. It didn't even occur to me That's not to, yeah. but I thought later, wow, she was, she's a mogul. She's to make time for me right. and anyone else she called to say, don't let this derail your education. I think so that's what, tell me more about the training that you got for this. We went to the University of New Hampshire <sighs> and we spent about four days being um, given like training on here's how you construct a speech. Here's that's wonderful. And then we did a practice in front of the whole university and um, you know, we got a certificate. It was an actual program that's a way to set you up. That's it. That's, that's, Part, that's great. Yeah. That is not around anymore. No. No. So there used to be some sort of thing in place. Like, to me, I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, when when I got that text, or not that text, that tweet from the producer that we were talking about earlier who said, you know, you're speaking, what are you, you're misinformed or misguided or whatever. And he said, well, some reality shows do have support. And then I thought, which is worse? Mm-hmm. That Buna Murray is aware that other people provide support, mm-hmm. and the show that has thirty plus seasons of the challenge or thirty seasons of the challenge, and probably what thirty five, forty seasons of the Real World, has failed 
to do that for all of them. What about though? Or, for a while, sorry, go ahead. Uh, or, which is worse? Like yeah. either you know and you're not doing anything, or or you didn't know. You didn't know, yeah. and now that you do know, let's do something. Well, so. For a while on the real world, they would they did have a psychologist that like would show up every now and then and like talk to the cast if they wanted. Do you remember this? I remember Dunbar telling me about the psychologist that he really didn't like. Was it a woman? Yes. Yeah, I think she was around for a while, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just for show or they really felt like she was helpful in some way. But they would still the camera was on them when they would talk to her, so. It says it's not this. Yeah. See, I don't think that that is, I don't think that, that it's right for them to provide therapy that, or, you know, any psychological help that's also, you're not your most authentic self with it. You can't ask the questions you want to ask or say the things you want to say to a therapist when there's a camera in front of you. There have been times when I've convinced them to turn the, the camera off. Have you ever successfully said, no, you can't film me, and then they listened? No, and the one time I tried was at the reunion where I was like, I swear to God, if you don't fucking... I said, I'm going to take my clothes off. Fine, you want... That's where I, my <laughs> mind went. I was like, you can't film me if I'm naked. I'm just going to start taking my clothes off now. You want me to do that? Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. And they wouldn't leave me alone. Right. And so and I lost it. But they didn't really stop, though. No. I remember one time on the Gauntlet 2, someone was spreading a... Um, a rumor about me that was not true, and I was furious. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying that I hooked up with somebody, and I was married and had a stepdaughter, and I didn't hook up with him. And I t- went in and I said to Fletch in the like control room, I said, "Here's what's about to happen. I'm about to go get this girl that's spreading this rumor, and I'm going to take her outside, and I'm going to tell her." That I will bash her head in <laughs> if she doesn't fix this. Who was it? The spread of the rumor. I'll write it down. Okay, yeah! This is who. Okay. And I think she really believed that it was true, this girl. But it wasn't. And um, mm. so I said, Fletch, Mm-mm. you're not going to follow me. Mm-mm. I have a husband and a kid, Mm-mm. and this is not funny. Mm-mm. And so she was like, okay. okay. And I, I mean, I really respected her for doing that because yeah. she didn't have to listen to me. Right. She could have followed me right. out. Yeah. I took my mic off and I handed it to her uh-huh. and took this girl outside. And I said, if you say it again, I will bash your head into this cement. <laughs> you know, and I bet that same producer, if I need, would, would stop the camera if I said that to her. I agree. I, I think, think she Flesh would. would. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's she doesn't want to hurt anybody. No. Well, that's the thing. is like, I talk to these producers, and nobody, want, nobody wants anything bad to happen. Like, nobody says, we don't care about these people. I'm not saying that they don't care. All I'm saying yeah. is that they're not aware of how things are from our perspective and how it could be. They just see one side of it, and they don't see... The side when we go home and when the cameras stop rolling and when you have to deal with all that. And they agree. I mean, it would help the show. It would make it better if you left and you felt like you were taken care of afterwards. Like, what, what you is, go on. Like, what, I don't understand what the problem is. It's not like we're talking about millions of dollars here. We're talking like an extra. This would cost an extra maybe $400 for each person mm-hmm. is what they would have to spend. Yeah. That's it. 
Right. Let's change the subject. Okay. Because we're going to talk about the aftercare with that guy when he comes on. Yeah, Scott. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I wanted to know, what is the most scandalous or interesting mm. thing that happened that that didn't get caught? Oh, good question. Can you think of... I know you went to dinner with Bea, so that would be an example of like oh, you sneaking yeah, yeah, off yeah. and like doing something. Um, I'm trying to think if I ever... God, I'm such an annoying rule follower. <laughs> I'm so annoying like that. I used to get in trouble a lot for singing on the microphone. They what? were like, Sarah, you can't sing. And so Can you believe that? That would drive me crazy. But like, did you hear um, about anybody else I'm doing something? I'm trying to think about ones... I think secret hookups are maybe the ones that... This most secret hookups that I know of, yeah. I can't even say. They're so scandalous. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> mouth it out. I, write it down. Oh, duh. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, those ones? Mm-hmm. Because you know what? Nobody would even believe us. They'd think we were lying. You're right. Uh, I'm not lying. I think that they... You know what? There was a secret hookup that I saw that people talked about on an after show that didn't make it to the air. What but is it? But it was uh, Derek from oh, yeah, Derek Cancun. Kaczynski. Oh, Not oh. that Derek. Other Derek oh. from Cancun. Um, he, there was a guy named Marlon who was on the show. Mm-hmm. And I remember Marlon, Marlon on his season said he was straight, but then... He hooked up with guys, and I think there was a story about like how he didn't his he didn't want his dad to know he was gay, or he, he maybe he was he's bisexual and he liked hooking up with men and women, but nobody really knew about it. He what he nobody talked about it, and then he got caught under the bridge in a pool, giving Derek a BJ under the water. And is Derek gay? Yes. Okay. And then it became a whole thing. And then on screen. It, it became a th- the aftermath became a thing on screen, but the actual secret underwater hookup, I mean <laughs> me, I'm like living mermaid life over here. So anything that happens in the pool, I'm catching it cuz I barely get out of that pool. So Wait, you saw? It? Yeah, I what saw are you talking about. I saw them go into the corner under the bridge and then I saw Derek above water and Marlon not above the water. God. I feel guilty like we're not supposed to out people though. But, but they talked about yeah, it on, and okay. Yeah, talked about this was open and he talked about it in interviews like this is not something And wait, that, to this day does Marlon deny all charges? Uh I, no, no, I think now he says he he did it. The, wow. Uh, wow, wow. That is... Anything. That's something. Derek Hooks a Marlin is what the name of the episode was. Good night, Irene. Right. That reminds me... Oh, look, me. here's a clip of them right at... They caught him right afterwards. That good night, Irene, reminds me. What about that infamous real-world Seattle slap heard around the world? Right. They'll open the door, reach in, slap, shut the door. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny that one day... There was a time when slapping was just, like, the worst. Then I watched, after being on a season with her, somebody told me to go home after the Rivals 2 and watch Naya and the Blow Dryer. And she 
beat the shit out of her cast members with a blow dryer. She took the blow dryer, wrapped the cord around it, and then proceeded to, like, beat her roommate with her blow dryer. Okay. And I was like... That's a lot. Wow. And then I think she, st- they, she stayed in the house. Oh, my God. So didn't he get kicked out for the slap? Um, well, she left. Oh, And she then left. I remember they watched the video of it in the house. Was her name Irene? Irene. Good night, Irene. Yeah. And Irene. Right. They yeah. probably named the episode that. Probably. Because they're all punny like but that. But he, she had a bear, kind of like Lincoln's 99. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when she was, she decided to leave and that she was done with the show and she mm-hmm. didn't want to do it anymore. But she was, her taxi was there and she couldn't find her bear. So she went around the house and asked everybody, where's my bear? And the guy, what the heck was his name? <sighs> I, I feel like it's David, but David. I, it is David. It's a simp- It's like not a. a it's like a it's regular not, name. It's not David though, because there was another David in the house. Anyway, this guy, um, Stephen. Stephen. He. She asked him, and he said, "I don't know where your bear is." And then she was just having to leave, and then um, oh, he God. came out and went like this, threw it in the harbor in the <gasps> in the water. What a dickhead! And she. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I'm telling it out of order. Okay. She uh-huh. goes, Stephen, I have to tell you something. You know, you and I could never be together because, you know, you're a homosexual. That was like the way she was going to leave it with him because she wanted to out him. And he wasn't out of the closet at that time. And so then he ran back out. And he was like, here's your bear. And he threw it in the water. When did he slap her in the face? Then he, after that. Wait, now I'm confused. Yeah, because I feel like what? maybe he threw the bear. Then she said the gay thing, and then he then slapped her in the face. Yeah, maybe that was something. Mm-hmm. At crazy. any rate, it was scandalous. Scandalous. <laughs> I'm a horrible what? narrator. Did there was there a big fight that happened on your season? Mm-mm. Oh, Mm-mm. JD on our season got really mad at me. I was the one. Oh, who you're was kidding like the, me. The, what? What'd you do? He said I was being hypocritical, but I really wasn't. About I what? said something about like. I don't know what we were talking about. It didn't even fucking matter. But it was like the guys weren't... I don't know what they were yelling at us about. It, it did, clearly didn't matter. But J.D., I was just probably saying, speaking some truth, and he couldn't take it. And he picked up the centerpiece, the Ikea centerpiece, because it's always a freaking Ikea centerpiece, and <laughs> right? he smashed the glass table with it and shattered the glass table in front of really? me. And I was like, well, that was dramatic. And then... Once we were having a, what he called, you know, he deemed a house meeting and Devin was ha- like having no part of it. She's like on the phone the whole time. So he, and he's like, Devin, we're having a house meeting. And she's like, no, I'm on the phone. I'm not into your stupid house meetings. He ran into the phone room, ripped the phone out of the wall and threw it in the New York Harbor. No. Yeah. That's insane. Totally insane. Threw the phone in the river. You know what? This is all making a case for more aftercare. <laughs> I know. Um, what about the rape scandal? Not the challenge one. I love how there are several. Mm-hmm. The one in the house, was it? Let me look. Who? The San Diego, but not the first. Wait, I actually might have been. Yeah, 2003. Where one of the girls that visited the house that wasn't a cast member alleged that she was raped, but not by a cast member, but by someone oh. else that was there. 
and oh. she was an acquaintance of Randy. You know Randy? Uh-huh. And he, his friend, oh, no, sorry, she was raped by a friend of Randy's, according to her. And that she blacked out after drinking something that he gave her. And then Jamie Chung found the woman naked on the bathroom floor of the real world house saying, as the boy came out saying, I just hit that. Oh, what and the fuck? You know what? I'm reading something right now and it says the, according to district attorney's office decision, that was released late last week. There was insufficient evidence to support prosecution. So they didn't even, they couldn't, they could, they said no evidence. I find found. that very hard to believe. I do too. Well, cause it, either you have video. Well, I guess they don't have video cameras in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Is that the situation? But if she's passed out and he said, I hit that, mm-hmm. that's not that, evidence. That seems like Cause a, she can't I offer today consent. It would be. Yeah. I bet now it would be. Because this Another is Another cast member told police that he had seen the woman barely able to stand up in the bathroom, mumbling incoherently and looking confused. Listen to this. The young woman finally reported the alleged crime to... I hate when they say that. To the police and went for medical testing the next day. The medical report documented several abrasions and lacerations to her vagina and anus. The police... Sexual assault unit began investigation the next day. However, by that time, Buna Murray told police that the real world cast members were off to Mexico on a vacation and all the videotape from the evening in question has been shipped to the company's Los Angeles production headquarters. Dude, that seems like What's a your- scandal. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I think your dad wrote back. Let's see what he said. Uh, no, that would be somebody, uh, saying that 420 is around the corner. And if I want 15% (laughs) off, uh, it's buy three, get the fourth free of equal or lesser value on all eighths. So April showers, bring more flowers is what it says. That's the opposite of that text message. (laughs) Who's texting that? My delivery weed people. Oh my God. They're just letting me know there's a sale. Okay, I was dying. Okay, it's all right, Sue. She looks real serious too. Well, real, I yeah. was real yeah. serious. Got to oh, cool. buck up. For Don't that. worry. <laughs> but Cyrus just sent us a text message. How's he doing? He's really excited to come on our podcast. I, that is really nice. I will be happy to speak with him. He's yeah. very fun to talk to. Set, okay, his season, mm-hmm. The Real World Boston, was one of my favorites, and that season. They still let the cast have a TV, but can they, you believe that? But they did have to wear headphones. So in the background of a lot of shots, you'll <laughs> see Sean Duffy wearing these headphones, like attached to like an old timey TV. An old, like the kind that looks like furniture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like TVs like that. 
You should bring back some retro. Or you know it'd be cute if they took a TV like that but turned it into a flower box? Like a planter, but it was yeah. the same? That'd be real cute. Hmm. Were you allowed to sell... You weren't allowed any phones or anything. We, um... Let's see. On my original... How well, much connection did you have to the outside world? Well, to be honest, 1998, not too many people had phones. That, right. You know? So we got calling cards. We could use pay phones. Oh, okay. But, um... And there was really not internet. Right. No. So, no, nothing. What about music? Mm-mm. No music. I had a Walkman. Yeah. Walkman. <laughs> yeah, man. I think it was a Discman. Uh-huh. I had a Discman with me. I listened to a lot of Billy Joel. But on the houses, that you notice how the whole thing really was such a learning experience for the crew because they started out... Like where people had, there was the TV and the, everything. Uh-huh. It was just like a normal house. Uh-huh. And then they were like, oh, this fucking doesn't work. <laughs> we can't edit it and uh-huh. and stuff like that. And so then they did the headphones thing. And London was a real problem. Real world London. Yeah, I heard that. that didn't they watch TV the whole time? Yeah, and they had no plot. They didn't even know how they were going to make a season out of it. Oh, Lord. And so then they kind of started to think what do we gotta mix the tv <laughs> right and so they took that away then they started putting the computers in the house and they let people do um video calls like way before facetime uh-huh. and stuff because they wanted the cast members to interact with their girlfriends and boyfriends right. and for them to be able to be seen on camera on that was weird on our season they were doing like this whole uh uh, you know, we're so ethical and we're so, like, we care about, um, uh, you know, like, the issues because that's what a lot of the cast members were doing. So we, <laughs> I don't know, maybe they're trying to, like, get the word out on, like, energy, whatever. We had a computer that you had to bike to pedal oh, to power. Oh, for goodness sake. For Christ's sake, right? You had to get a friend because you couldn't go pedal online. yourself. You had to have a friend pedal while you... Well, the best part is that Caitlin, the girl on our show, is like a computer genius. She went in there and was like, boop, 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 fixed it all up. <laughs> didn't need to pedal it anymore. And they didn't mind? Well, after a while, because they were like... She's like, I'm going to do this every time, just so you know. I'm going to hack it and make it so we don't have to do this every time. Would you like to just remove it and, like, take it because it's so stupid? You used to have to bike for so long to get, like, ten minutes. You're kidding me. You're, I'm like, I'm not a fucking hamster. I've never heard of anything so stupid in my so life. So dumb. And then they would remember our... They had the things that would mark... Watch your keystrokes because you know you can see there's, like, a little eyeballs that come on in the corner. When And I kept... I was like, what is that? And I brought it up to her. She's like, oh, they're looking at everything you search on there for. I was like, that... It is. I believe that it is. It just is so barbaric. But I mean, it, it is what you sign up for and everything. It, I totally get your that. Your passwords? Oh my god! I didn't even freaking think about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's pushing it. Oh my god! Sarah still has the same one. I, do, I probably. Do. It's like waffles. That's the name of Sarah's childhood dog, by the way. Oh, my God. That is so <laughs> Sarah great. Sarah hasn't changed her password. It's Waffles86. 
But uh, I find the technology to be a very interesting concept within this framework because they've had to really grapple with mm-hmm. how are we going to handle this contrived situation we've created. They mm-hmm. even thought maybe it would be a good idea to like ditch the technology and go back to like board games and stuff. And then we ruined that for them. Why? Because we played so many hours of spades. Yeah. That they finally were like, we're not going to allow cards anymore in the house. Why can't you play? Like, you can still talk while you're playing. You would think, but they were like, it's really boring to just film everything. Every scene we have is just of you guys. Like, this is real life, yo. This is what I do. Wow. Okay. Took my crossword puzzles away. Do you remember the episode? Do you remember the Miami season? That was a good one. Was it Miami or the the one? I'm thinking Key West. Yeah, we all remember that shit show. <laughs> uh, I mean Miami, Miami. with Dan and I Flora. I need to yeah, look, look at them. Sometimes up. I don't remember, but then yeah, you well, know, yeah, like you forget. You but real world Miami. What do you, I feel like they're like? There's got to be some other cities they can do it in besides. Yeah, when know? I lived in Pittsburgh, everyone was convinced that every I year. Been to Pittsburgh. Ah, uh, because it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, but there's fun stuff in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm. Just, would you tune in? That'd be like the real world, Akron. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense. I think they should do places like that. I don't know. Do you really? Uh, Why no. wouldn't they do um no. like. Amsterdam, you know, Ooh, cool places cool. like that. That's what we need. Oh, it says that there was an infamous shower threesome. Yeah. On Real World Miami. And I really liked when one of the girls, I think it was maybe Flora, accidentally, no, it was another one. She accidentally opened Dan's mail mm-hmm. and he blew a gasket. Mm-hmm. And it seemed so like the punishment didn't fit the crime. Like she didn't mean to snoop or whatever but then later it came out that that's how his mom found out he was gay was by reading something she wasn't supposed to and so it triggered him oh my things like that are very interesting to me that's really interesting that's when the to me the show is really compelling yeah they should talk more about that i know did they that was yeah in that time about that on those shows but that was so long ago they don't do it anymore man you know because see i think (laughs) There's this thought that they need to keep pushing the envelope yes. with these weird, you know, twists, twists, like invasion or whatever. But really, the story about opening the mail in the most mundane and, and really like stories yeah. that come from nothing, right? Are the ones that we're glued to. Exactly. That's what, what kind of this whole thing for me has been about, like proselytizing the early days. Yeah. And I realize, of course, that my tastes are influenced by my age. But when I was watching them, I was young and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was so intrigued and found the characters to be so interesting and the storytelling to be so well done. And I, like, I, I just yearn uh, for that still. I don't, I feel like. A lot of people tune in to see hookups. They tune in to see Yeah, maybe fights. I'm weird. And But that was a but fight, then, but it was about something. Yeah, you know, but I think I I don't know if you can cuz the cast is so jade, you know, everybody's so 
has to just go big or go home. I mean, so much so that they named a whole season that. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of, like, it would be very difficult. I don't know. It just seems like one place into the other, you know? The the Yeah. I mean, documentaries do it. Yeah. You know, people are in front of cameras with... I think that they feel um, that the producers want that. I, that's I, I I agree. Like if the producer said, "We're on, we're casting a different type of show now, and we wanted to have a totally different tone," I think the behavior would immediately change. People yeah. want to please the producers. You know what? Because they did when they said that to us. Yeah. And our season was very different. We didn't have any hookups. Mm-hmm. We had JD ripping the phone out of the wall, but then we found out he was. Uh, uh, like doing Adderall and staying up way faster than you should, like and drinking while on it. Why was he doing that? Oh my god! One night he he freaked out and he was convinced vampires were breaking in, and so he ran around the house naked and then took all the belts from every room and chained up all the doors with belts. This is insane. Freaking you weird. Psych ward. Yeah, I know. It, it totally sounded like that. Hmm. Well, do you remember when? Um... I find it interesting when the cast hooks up with the crew on camera when like they pull them from production like the, it happened in season one it happened in Seattle when David um, hooked up with casting director named Kira mm-hmm. and she had to quit her job at Buna Murray so that she could be with him and she flew to Seattle and was in episodes. Wow. And yeah. it was like Kira, casting director. Oh my gosh. And she was one of the people that cast me and then she was became a part of the story and she fell in love with him and she was like gaga for this guy. What happened afterwards with them? We broke up. Yeah. But, I mean... I bet there are crew who fall in love with cast members. The Elka married a cameraman. Elka was on the Boston season. Mm-hmm. And... Um, after that Seattle one, because I was at that rap party, I mean, they were all, like, waiting. They were, like, paired off. <laughs> I'm with him. She's, you know, whatever. I know uh, uh, somebody from a past season who um, dated a, you know, somebody in production right But then afterwards. it broke up or whatever. Yeah, broke up, but... I know See, a few people who did, actually. I lasted the test of time you on sure that did. one. I really committed to that <laughs> felony crime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I see how it happens because it's so alluring. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to these people. Well, and I think there's also something about them having access to your private, yeah, thoughts and stuff. And now they're like, I want full access. <laughs> Right. Her body is a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to wrap this up, man. Okay. We've been rambling. We sure have. I'm sorry. I, you know, we might even do a part three. Who knows, Sarah? I yes, have a man. lot I of I feel like I, I just, we, we kind of took that one in a weird direction. Didn't really talk any about the history of the real world. Most about what I was pissed about. No, we did. We did go off on a tangent, but it was still about the way the show has changed. Yeah. All right, people. We'll see you next week. Is that a text from your dad that just came through? Nope, Cyrus. All right, guys. We'll we'll t- you're gonna have to tune into that cliffhanger with Sarah's dad. My God. Yeah. All right. Bye. See ya. <laughs>